Welcome to Care of Souls, a podcast of 180 Ministries where Dr. Stuart Scott serves as the executive director. 180 Ministries equips local churches with biblical counseling by offering counseling, education, and consulting services. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about how we can serve you. This podcast is being recorded in cooperation with the Masters University, where Dr. Scott also serves as a professor of biblical counseling. Visit their website at masters.edu to learn more about their programs in biblical counseling. It's good to be with you on the One Another podcast today. I'm Mark Smith, and the next One Another in our series is a seemingly heavy one for many believers, which is Bear One Another's Burdens, quoted from Galatians 6.2, which says, Bear one another's burdens, and thereby fulfill the law of Christ. Stuart and Adam, shed some light on this one for us. All right. Well, this is a great one another, something that really shows love and care, concern for one another. We've got to bear each other's burdens. Mm. Stuart, can you tell us what's going on here in the context of Galatians 6? Well, this book, as most know who read the book of Galatians, it's all about justification by faith alone and not according to works, and that the law itself cannot justify. And so we're really uh, working here and walking by the Spirit uh, there in chapter 5, and not according to the flesh. And then at the end of chapter 5, which kind of moves into chapter 6, it gets into the area of helping someone who's overtaken in a particular sin. Mm-hmm. And uh, you all who are spiritual, come around them in verse 1, help them take keep watch over yourself. And then it says, bear one another's burdens. So you kind of put those two together and you're going, you know, this, it, it may um, apply for sure to people, uh, Christians who have heavy burdens, yeah, uh, trials, and it, it's too heavy for them to bear alone. So it needs the church to, okay. you know, spiritually minded people from chapter five to come around them and help them. But it, it may even have uh, a more pronounced interpretation there of a sin issue uh, mm-hmm. that a person's struggling with and how to come along and help him or her uh, deal with maybe the consequences of their sin, uh, the actual time and effort and costly sometimes helping people with a particular sin issue. So yeah. it, it, it could be trials or it could be a sin issue. Right. Well, that's really good to be made reminded of that context, because I think a lot of times as Christians in the church, mm. we think like, oh, we need to help each other. We need to bear each other's burdens, yeah. and we do. And we can talk more about that maybe in just a minute. But you're pointing out a very key thing about context. And at the very end of chapter 5, as you stated, verse 26 says, let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. And then Brothers, chapter 6, verse 1, if anyone is caught in any transgression any sin, right? You who are mm-hmm. spiritual, restore him with a spirit of gentleness, and then keep watch on yourself, lest you to be tempted. So we're saying maybe in the immediate context, there's an idea of someone struggling with a particular sin, and the consequences of that sin have now um, ended in an extreme burden that the oh, person's yeah. facing, and, and we want to be mindful, how do we come alongside that person in that context? Yes, I mean, sometimes uh, when uh, a person chooses to sin in a particular area, it affects the maybe their, their marriage, it'll affect their family. I mean, just think if someone was uh, caught in some sin and they're arrested, mm. and now what's the wife and children supposed to do? And I mean, it's an excessive heavy burden is what it's talking about there. It's, 
It's way too much for one person to handle. And so we shoulder it. We yeah. come in and we, we try to shoulder their burden, uh, provide counsel, uh, provide practical help, maybe care for the children, you know, just mm-hmm. care for different things that will surface up in a, as a consequence of someone's sin, but also maybe in a trial where um, they're just not able to handle this on their own. So this is really the church being the church. Mm-hmm. We're going to love people when they're down and when they're not at their best and when they're falling into besetting sin. That's where we as a church ought to be showing up. Right. And we show up with love. We show up, I think it also says here, keep an eye on yourself, right? That you yep. don't fall into the same type of sin. So we're not coming in prideful. Right. How could you? You mm-hmm. know, we're coming in, we're like, I'm so sorry that this has happened. We're here to help. Yes. And, and the bearing up isn't just prayer. You know, mm-hmm. that often happens. You know, someone will share, I've got this heavy burden, and um, people, uh, Christians, well-meaning Christians, will say, well, I'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Uh, that's needed. But this is more than prayer. Yeah, This is a prayer plus mm-hmm. practical love in action, deeds, you know, don't just love in word, but in deed and in truth. You know, you roll up your sleeves and what do we need to do? How do we need to um, maybe fix something, provide something? Uh, it's love in action, not just words of prayer. Mm-hmm. And you let the person go home, like in from a small group, right? with lots of prayer, but they go home and they have yeah. bills to pay. They have practical things that need to be done. Yeah. You know, when it says, uh, bear one another's burden and so fulfill the law of Christ, mm. can you tell us just a little bit about how that fits in with what we're talking about? Yeah, when I think of the, uh, when it says there, the law of Christ, uh, all of the law could be summed up, as Jesus helped us understand that, is love God and love your neighbor. Yeah. And when he talked through even that, the Good Samaritan parable, it was how to be a neighbor. Mm-hmm. It was what that person did and bearing the burden of someone who was beat up uh, in a ditch. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was great love. And so the law itself can be summed up into love, yeah, uh, loving God and loving your neighbor. Is it fair to say that he's juxtaposing a little bit the law of the Old Testament mm. or the the moral law, or sometimes we call about the, the civil law and the you know, dietary law and um, the different uh, restrictions that were given there. Uh, is he comparing to say, hey, in the New Testament, Christ is about loving people, mm-hmm. not just keeping these externals. And loving people means you're really going to be there to help them, as you already mentioned with the Good Samaritan parable. Yeah, I, I would probably lean in that direction, uh, Adam, just because that the tendency we see it in the Gospels is uh, we want to try to get out of really loving as the Pharisees would do mm-hmm. and make excuses or we don't have the time. It goes beyond what we're able to do. And uh, we don't want to get unclean by getting involved in some situations. I think the Gospels kind of shows us what the natural tendency of our heart is. So mm-hmm. I would I would lean that way for sure. The yeah, the, the law of Christ love. is is uh, both loving God and loving others, and He's really encouraging these New Testament believers mm-hmm. living in the New Covenant. Hey, you need to be loving one another, and you need to bear with these people as they go through a hard time. And guess what? Verse three says, "For if anyone thinks he's something when he is nothing, he deceives himself." 
So in other words, if you're not doing this, you think you're a hot shot yeah. because you understand maybe certain parts of God's law, but if you're not applying it, living it out on a day-to-day basis, then you really have deceived yourself. You're not even a spiritual person. Which is similar to James 1 about pure pure religion. Uh-huh. It works itself out by caring for the widow and the orphan mm-hmm. and not just being deceived by hearing the word. But I, I, I like too, uh, Adam, down in verse 5, it says, for each one will have to bear his own load. And so that kind of gets you thinking, you know, we're to help one another bear their burdens, but then it says here, bear your own load. It's a little different. The, the load and burden are different words, but everyone needs to be faithful and responsible. And sometimes people would love to have you take their whole burden. Mm. <laughs> you know, uh, here, take the whole thing. They want, to, they want to give you their problem. They do. And uh, they're more than happy for everyone to come in and just do everything for them. But verse 5 comes in, no, we all have to bear our own load mm-hmm. about being faithful in our God-given responsibilities. This just, bearing one of those burdens maybe when it's over the top, mm. it, it's, it's too heavy for one person, and so we help them, but we don't take their whole burden. That's really helpful. So we want to come alongside them and do it together, Yeah, almost like we've we got to be yoked to Christ, as yeah. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, but yeah. we're also, in a sense, yoked to each other. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to get down underneath this with you. And it really, you're giving hope to that person, yeah. aren't you, at that time when you see people coming in? I'm thinking yeah. about biblical counseling, and there's counselees who come in, I can't get through this, and our, our marriage is a mess, and my life's a mess, and yeah. they're just steeped in their consequences of their sin. And as a counselor... In that moment, you're saying, hey, you know what? Let me help you with this. Let me point you back to Christ. Let me come alongside you both in the counseling office and, as we're discussing here, let's come outside of the counseling office and say, how can we kind of take the edge off some of these really difficult, practical ways? That's really showing the love that God calls us to. Right, and that's the beauty of the local church, that uh, the counselor can't meet all of these burdens and and carry them with other people. It's too much for one discipler, counselor. So that's why you need a small group, you need the church, where you can make it known to others, and people, others can come alongside, they may have means that they can help financially, so it's, it's a whole body working sure. together. I mean, that's why we love doing <clears throat> biblical counseling <throat> through the local church and in the local church. And I, I don't know about you with your counselees, but I require my counselees to attend a small group. Mm. And I, I know that's something that Brad Bigney, a lot of yep. our listeners probably know Brad Bigney, who's an ACBC certified counselor and a pastor who is a joy to listen to and interact with. But he's really big on small groups. And oh, yeah. I think every church should be. And, it, and part of that is because in counseling, we're just saying, hey, you need to be involved in a small group so we can come along alongside you and help you, yeah. and that we can be there for you in those practical ways yeah. and, and meet some of those needs, because how is a counselor going to take all that responsibility upon him or herself? Yeah, he he mentioned to me one, one time when I was there at his church that they saw very little growth uh, with their counselees mm-hmm. that were coming from other churches, from outside their yeah. church, that would just come for one service on Sunday. Right. They weren't. They weren't getting the one anothering. Yeah. Uh, they weren't giving and serving. They weren't getting any service from other people. It was just the one service. And he said, "We decided to, to as you mentioned, to mandate them, uh, require them to also attend a small group." Yeah. And then they got to know people, share their burdens, and mm-hmm. and they saw growth 
I mean, substantial growth yeah, in the people. Lord for mm-hmm. that. I, I think I've heard Brad also say that most of their counselees who come in with serious problems aren't in a small group. Yeah. Because it kind of already shows they're not really plugged into right. the life of the body. Right. They're not really having that daily accountability and weekly connection. And so they're susceptible, maybe, to fall into the ditch, to right. fall into sin, because there probably shows their spiritual connections aren't what they should be. Yeah. Well, as a church, it, when we talk about small groups can help carry those burdens, you probably also have a, a deacon team. You maybe have a mm-hmm. benevolent committee that can also be really practical to say, hey, look, we want to come alongside and help these people. I know at our church here at Placerita, we have a benevolent committee that will say, hey, look, we'd love to help you. We'd want you to fill out this form, you know, because it's the whole idea of like, do we want to feed you one meal or teach you how to fish, you know, mm-hmm. so you can feed yourself. And I know that sometimes we strike the balance between we, we're going to help them, right. but we got to also help them help them right. by getting them into a long-term successful trajectory yeah. versus just bail them out and then they're right back in the same spot again next month. And I'm, I'm glad you brought that up about the benevolent fund. Oftentimes we'll hear about Christians who are hurting, suffering, dealing with some heavy burdens, and we kind of go outside the church sometimes mm-hmm. to try to help them, mm-hmm. and we're really not sure what's all going on in that person's life or how they're maybe misusing money, Yeah, and they're saying, I can't pay the bills, uh, the light bill, but then their uh, cable bill is maybe... 200 plus dollars because they're watching movies all the time. Do you know, you're going, uh, it's nice to have the local church with the accountability of saying, we want to know what's going on so we can best help you. And that's really a safeguard. Yeah. And then to help teach them how Mm -hmm. to have a better budget and how to uh, really be a better steward of the resources God's provided. Right. You know, when we talk about bearing each other's burden, is there any other practical way we could do that? We're talking about giving biblical counsel. We're talking about meeting physical needs. Anything else come to mind that we we could apply to this? You know, I I just think of all of the one another's, you know, that uh, we've covered in the past, we'll continue to try to deal with in the future podcasts. But I, uh, I think being there with people, there is a comfort of coming alongside someone, even if it's not, they're not a counselor, maybe they're not, uh, there's not a need for finances, but it just, uh, you're not alone. Yeah. Uh, there is, uh, Paul said that he was comforted when Titus showed up. Mm-hmm. And just the fact he showed up brought comfort to the Apostle Paul. It's and really I, just being there for one I, another. I think so. You know, I, we recently had a lady at our church go through a hip replacement, and mm. I've been texting with her about how the surgery went. You know, they won't let us go into the hospital uh, during this time of COVID. And so uh, she was just saying the worst part about this whole thing is I've been so isolated. Yeah. And I just th- was thinking to myself, like, that's really a shame mm. that that um, that people are so isolated because part of bearing their burden, like you've mentioned, is just being there, just yeah. sitting with them, talking with them, visiting them. And I'm the first to say as a pastor, I don't do as much visitation as I feel like I ought to or as I should. We all get busy with preaching and teaching and counseling, but just being there with people in the flesh and sitting with them goes a long way to help them bear that burden. Yeah, and because people are moving around so much today, uh, they're often not around any family or close friends, depending on why they moved and when they moved. And so the church really becomes their spiritual family. Yeah. And uh, so just and, and making sure people share the burdens. Yeah. Sometimes they don't want to share. 
yeah. they, they want to keep it to themselves. And I'm going, no, this is where the you you rob the church of blessings because it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. So the fact they don't share really robs the church of caring for them and and really receiving a blessing in the loving uh, love and care. Yeah, that's so good. Well, we want to bear each other's burdens. We want to do it because we love Jesus and mm-hmm. love others. And uh, may he open our eyes to see how practical and helpful this can really be as we seek to bear one another and thus fulfill the law of Christ. When we talk about bearing one another's burden, what would you say to the situation maybe where there's a a couple who's in counseling and the wife is bearing a huge burden uh, in the marriage, the struggles, the conflict, and let's say that the husband's just not interested in what she's going through, he's a little bit aloof, and maybe just a little defiant even about, I'm not coming in for counseling, and so she has this burden, how would you help her as a counselor? Yeah, and, and that is where the family, you know, you care for one another, but the Lord has given us lots of good help, especially in the book of Titus, that it's the, the older men helping the younger men, the, the more mature, godly women helping the mm-hmm. younger women. So rather than, and I want to help her, I right. want to see that she gets help. Let's put it that way. I want to see that she gets the help she needs. And she's distraught. Her husband doesn't want anything to do, maybe with church or counseling. So I'm going to be thinking, what godly woman in the church do I know that could come alongside of her and really get in the yoke? So when we have that picture of a yoke, uh, get in there with her and really help bear her burden. And it might take a few women, because the the pronoun there is a you plural, Mm -hmm. come around someone. And some of these things are uh, so—the burden is so heavy— that even one other Christian coming alongside is not enough. Yeah, and it would be a, a mul- I know when my wife does counseling with those who have been abused in their past, it usually is a few women. Yeah. that is a team that comes alongside and helps them. Right, and you're of course pointing out something extremely important. If there's a woman going through a hard time like that, and if you were the the male counselor, mm-hmm. you don't want her to start to lean on you. Right. So you've got to give the objective counsel and point her in the right direction and let her lean on other women Right. to receive the kind of input, encouragement, because you're not going to be like putting your arm around her. Right, that's right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And um, if the woman is struggling with, let's say, a heavy burden, a sin issue of same-sex attraction, yeah. you wouldn't want just another woman to be in there with her either. Yeah, You'd want a couple of women yeah. to help her. Right, so, so that the mm-hmm. person doesn't get too attached yep. to one single person. And this is, again, why it's why we need a church. You know, sometimes you hear the comment, it takes a village. Mm-hmm. I don't li- like that comment. Yeah. I like the comment, it takes a church, church. right? That's it right. takes an assembly, an ecclesia, a gathering of people that would come together who've been united with Christ and who are there to bear each other's burdens. And it's not just one person, but it's others. And if you're serving somebody in that way, you mm-hmm. should build a team around yourself, you know, because you could burn out yourself just trying to take it all upon you. I've got to meet this person's needs. I've got to help right. them with their burden. No, you don't. Yeah. Christ needs to be that person who's ultimately doing it, and then you need to rally the troops and have others come alongside to have a community of church equipped with the gospel to love them, encourage them, and to really bear that burden. Amen. Thanks, guys. Very helpful. To our listeners, turn the light of God's Word on your own heart and life. And think of three people who are going through difficult trials in their own lives. Think about how you will help bear their burdens in the days and weeks to come. 
and reflect upon how God has brought others into your life to help you bear your burdens. Give thanks to God, and maybe write a note of thanks and encouragement to those people that God used to help you. Thanks for joining us today. May the Lord bless you as you seek to bear one another's burdens. Until next time, take care. Thank you for joining us today on Care of Souls. We hope you were challenged and encouraged by the truth from Scripture and are better equipped to serve Christ in His church. Visit our website at 180ministries.org to learn more about our resources and services. Until next time, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. May the Lord bless you as you abide in Him.